run to the cathedral of Santa Maria in Bruckneplatz, buy one of the plain half-length candles and take back four Klubecks in change. Light it in the sacristy, say a brief rosary, then go to Mendel's and get me a courtesan au chocolat. If there's any money left, give it to the crippled shoeshine boy. Hold it. Who are you? Now playing Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. Hello, good people, and welcome to Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your co-host, Sam Hurley, and I am joined this week by Stacey Gavin. How are you, Stacey? I'm great, Sam. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. And welcoming back to the show, we have the one, the only, the amazing Emma. How are you, Emma? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me back, guys. Not only are we having you back, Emma, we're actually throwing this at you, and you are going to run the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Whoa. Way to put me on the spot, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'll take good luck charge of this one. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay, we'll take it away, Emma. Okay, so ahead of the highly anticipated Wes Anderson stop motion movie, Isle of Dogs, we've decided to go back to his last film and review the Grand Budapest Hotel. That's right. I'll tell you a little bit about it. In the 1930s, the Grand Budapest Hotel is a popular European ski resort presided over by concierge Gustave H. Zero, a junior lobby boy, becomes Gustave's friend and protege. Gustave prides himself on providing first-class service to the hotel's guests, including satisfying the sexual needs of the many elderly women who stay there. When one of Gustave's lovers dies mysteriously, Gustave finds himself the recipient of a priceless painting and the chief suspect in her murder. Dun, okay. dun, dun. <laughs> that is such a good plot. So, so, I don't know, imagine if you hadn't seen this, guys. You'd be yeah. like, what is this Intriguing. movie? IMDb rates this 8.1 out of 10. That's pretty high score. That's awesome. Rotten yeah. Tomatoes gives it 91%. Sam, what do you rate the Grand Budapest Hotel? This is almost a 9,000 out of 10,000 for me. In fact, no, it is. Who am I kidding? This is more than a 9,000. This is 9,012. Whoa. Out of 10,000. Whoa. There's not a, oh, I'm not going to get into it. I need to save this for the compliment sandwich. Okay, okay. Throw it over to you, Stacey. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with 9,657. Whoa. Whoa. Incredible <laughs> yeah. scores, guys. Yeah. Okay. I rated mine a little bit differently, and I gave it 7,954 out of 10,000. Still a really high high score, guys. But I basically came up with a score by the year that it was made, 2014, plus how many seconds it is, which is 5,940. She's got mathematical on this. Wow. Holy hell. It's very scientific. That's most of the times we've ever had a movie reviews in 20Qs. Congratulations, Emma. Now, do we have a fan question to start us off? Yeah, yeah. If you haven't heard the show before, what we do is we do 20 questions. We start with a fan queue. We go through our all-play questions and we do our personal questions. This week's fan queue comes courtesy of Flix X-Raid. Would you want to work under Gustav H's tutelage? I don't really like being told what to do, like micromanage so much. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> so understatement no. of the century. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. I'd think it'd be great. Probably enjoy him for about three months. He'd teach you a lot in three months, and then after that, you probably want to strangle him. What about you, Emma? I agree. I think like he's a really great employer, and he would be great to learn things under, but maybe not for a long time. Maybe yeah. just for the summer season. True. Yeah. Okay, guys. So we're going to go with one of our favorite questions: the compliment sandwich. So we're going to name one good thing about the movie, a bad thing, 
and then a good thing. I love the precision and confidence that every character has to just be who they are. Mm. They know who mm. they are. They own it, how weird or crazy they are. They're just like, this is who I am, and I know what I'm doing. I, I just love it. I find it so refreshing. It's mm. not It's not something you see every day. It's true. It's true, yeah. Really struggling to find something bad about this. So I might just skip over that and come back to it if I think something. But my <laughs> other good thing is that even though it's quite a long, well, it's not really that long film. No, it's not. It's like anyway, um, it's not. It's an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like it's hour actually, forty sort it's, of thing. It's yeah. an, a relatively short film. Yeah, okay, it is. So, it's a one hour forty. So let me rephrase that. Even though there is a lot of content in this movie and a lot mm. of characters and a lot of scenes, it's not overwhelming. And even though the story finishes up really neatly and nicely at the end, I still felt like I could watch it again or watch more. I love the characters so much. And what what you're saying there kind of leads into what I was thinking. Like, there's not a single wasted shot in this movie that by the time you get to the end it ends and it's almost like abrupt you're almost like oh i was really enjoying that i don't really want it to finish <laughs> yeah like what's happened oh, i don't know i don't know if i feel satisfied with it now that's I'm not trying to say it's a negative film i'm just saying that's a really good thing and that there's not a wasted shot it tails the story from start to finish every scene has something happening that's really engaging the bad thing is that the pull of Wes Anderson means that he can get so many famous people into all of these tiny little roles to the point it becomes distracting. To the point that, mm-hmm. like, at one point there, Gustav needs the help of all the other, all the other matron, what are they? Concierges. Needs the help of all the other concierges. So he rings up one and it's Bill Murray and you're like, holy shit, it's Bill Murray. And he's like, oh, I need help, blah, blah. He's like, that's cool. And then he rings up another one and you're like, oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. But you're sort of sitting there going, oh, I wonder... Wonder if any other famous faces is going to show up and all that sort of stuff and fill these roles because we already had quite a few by that point. But then goes back to the good thing. It's just so visually stunning. Mm-hmm. It's just colours, the sets, mm. the scenes, everything like that. It's just so blended into such a surreal world that mm. it's amazing. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of my first good thing. Like this film is such a visual treat and there is that blurring between like you're not sure if that is like a real building or is that like an artistic <laughs> yeah, impression yeah. of a building. Yeah. A bad thing about it is that there's not enough of Jason Swartzman in it. <laughs> uh, he's basically in the film for two minutes and I think his role could have been padded out a bit more because he's so wonderful. And then... Slight crush on Jason Swartzman. <laughs> he's, he's my favourite actor. Mm. And then <laughs> another good thing about this Wes Anderson film is that we get his kind of trademarks that he does in so many of his films so we get to see people on trains we get to see Mm. people handwriting letters or typing letters and people smoking in uniforms or riding on a motorbike or doing all of them at once yeah (laughs) i really love all those things that we've grown to to loving and seeing in his films that's true yeah Mm. yeah. cool so what flavor ice cream is this film i'm going with neapolitan it's a collection of pink white and brownie hmm. dark colors it's i felt like they yeah. were the predominant colors in this movie a lot of yellow as well but i couldn't mm. maybe like a honey glaze yum <laughs> yeah that sounds <laughs> what good. about you stace my ice cream is a mendel's birthday cake swirl. oh mm. mendel's mm. yeah plucking from the Fa- movie fantastic patisserie i read somewhere that cersei Wait, is that how you pronounce Saoirse. her name? Saoirse. Saoirse. Uh, sorry, Me and Saoirse. Me YouTube a video of her, how to pronounce her name before this. Yeah. She said, forget any action scene she's done in films. Making these treats is the hardest thing that she's had to do. She actually had to make she them. She had to make them. Oh. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow. So uh, before we move on, I'd just like to point out that Stacy can't remember a single thing from a single Marvel movie, but she's managed to pluck the name of the bakery store that this girl <laughs> works at. Um, it's food, Sam. <laughs> uh, true, that's right. It is food. They had more food in Marvel movies than maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't really feature a lot of food. No, they don't no. eat. They, no, they don't no. eat. The superheroes, they don't eat. Yeah. They're going to go to the toilet. They don't do any of that sort of stuff. Don't mm. sleep. Yeah. So I just went with a really classic flavor, strawberry and cream. Because oh, yeah. if I had to pick one color from this film, pink is it. Like, And yeah. it's such a yummy pink color. So I almost feel like a bit of boysenberry as well, just because there's like quite a lot of purple in there yeah. as well for the uniforms. But. yeah. And orange. Mm. And oh, just yeah. Which, ice cream which kind of reminds me of like Veuve Clicquot champagne. Yeah. Yellowy mm, orange. And so then maybe, I start thinking about like a champagne frosé or something. Oh, so maybe we need some champagne <laughs> and we need to go to the ice cream shop. Yes. yes. I, I think we need to finish okay. this podcast now. And Bye. Go down to ice cream. We're finished Thank now. You. <laughs> Tune in next week we're reviewing <laughs> Sam eating an ice cream. and. <laughs> okay. You guys, how long would you survive in the Grand Portobus Hotel world. See, I'm thankful because this world seems to be quite a gentle world compared to some of these other podcasts that we've been doing recently. Oh, there's a few murders. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's about eight murders. I think there's a war <laughs> a war going on yes. during one of the parts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a war starting. That's why um, Henkel's on the train questioning yeah. them everywhere they go. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably, projecting myself as a character, I'd probably be one of those weirdo background characters that's in a scene for 10 seconds and then go on, so I reckon I'd survive a long time. Okay, so I'm going to go on a different angle here. So if I was studying under Gustav H's tutelage to become a lobby boy, and I was trailing him on his adventures, I would last up until the point where they're up on the hill and they're chasing Joplin, the bad guy, and oh, they grab the, yeah. yeah, they grab that sled and jump on it. I'd be like, no, you're going on your own, Gustav. I'll just stay here, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having any part of this. Yeah, I'm too scared. <laughs> Great answer. I think you've got to think that this movie is also set in quite a few different times. Just due to the storytelling nature of it, we see it's set in the... It's in the 30s. 30s. Oh, then again. Yeah. Like the 60s or 70s. Then again in the 60s or so. 70s. Yeah. Then again, yeah. maybe in the, is it the 80s. So maybe depending on what part you want to plant yourself in. Yeah. Also like yeah, helping true. how long yeah. you last. But... Maybe I'd just be one of these hotel guests and just stay cosy there. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah that'd be me. I'd be the, one of the Go guys the in the Roman baths. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you might read my mind. Yeah, that would be me. Yeah. Okay, getting a bit serious. Which character clearly needs to get laid? I think it's Dimitri. He's he just way too mother. mean. It's like, chill out, mm. dude. Just need to relax yeah. <laughs> and have some fun. Yeah, sorry your mum's dead. Why His mum died. He didn't get left anything. I was going to go with Gustav. I think that man needs to get laid in order to function. Yeah, we get we get from like the pre-telling of the story that that's kind of, you know, what happens. Yeah, exactly. He yeah, pleasures yeah. the old ladies and, and goes about being He's had older. a good concierge. Yeah. We don't really see that during the movie though, do we? No, exactly. No, no. <laughs> it's a bit busy doing mm. other things. Although there is that one scene where Zero comes and knocks on his door and he's got company. And then there's the other bit where the, the woman gets killed and then he's like, oh, I've got an alibi but she's like the Duke's wife or something like that. So I can't, you know, she won't testify for me or something like that. So that's him, man. That's him to a T. He <laughs> needs to get laid. Mm. He absolutely needs to. <laughs> Good answer. Hopefully he wasn't getting laid in prison. 
Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, he was that guy with the Scarface. Oh, Scarface! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't pick any of the prisoners because I thought, well, maybe mm. they are. Uh, <laughs> I I went with Hinkos, Ed Norton's character. I thought oh, he yeah, seems yeah. he pre- seems pretty straight and serious, and yeah, yeah, needs he to loosen up, loosen eh? up a bit. Yeah. yeah, everyone loves a loose Ed. <laughs> Okay, so what deep philosophical debate arose in you during this movie? I was watching the character of Dimitri and I thought, man, that's kind of sad. You've had this random dude just seduce and, uh, you know, sort of manipulate your mum into rewriting her will so that everything that you're supposed to get is now going to him. Yeah, that's pretty rough. And then I started to think, I wonder how I would react in that circumstance. Probably wouldn't have hired someone to go and kill him. Well, maybe... <laughs> no, nah, but anyway, that was yeah, that was my deep philosophical debate. Okay, so what I started thinking about is the storytelling style that we saw was similar. Was a very layered, a story within a story within a story. Yeah, mm. but he did it so well; it was very clear. You knew knew exactly what was going on. So I was just wondering, how many layers deep do you think Wes Anderson could go with his storytelling and still mm. get the message across? Mm. Even on top of that, how much is real? How much is accurate? Because if you're thinking about it, it's a yeah. story about it's a story like about Chinese a story about whispers. A story. Yeah, it would yeah. evolve as each person added their twist. Yeah, mm. that's exactly. True. That's, no, that's a good cool. one, Stace. Yeah. I was wondering, do we know why Ludwig is in jail? Do we ever find that no, out? No, I don't don't mm. think so. I wonder why. He's all tattered up. He looks pretty mean. But he's mm. quite smart and he knows how to organise yeah. a group. White collar <laughs> crime, man. Mm. White collar crime. He's been there for a Ponzi scheme. Or but hey, he's not afraid to kill someone. He like, isn't. At yeah, that's the true. end yeah, of the day. Yeah. And I read that he, he slapped Zero 42 times until Wes Anderson was happy with the 42nd time <laughs> he slapped him. And then If you're pissed oh. off at your actor, you'll be like, Okay, in the next scene, you've got to get slapped. Oh, yeah. okay. And to make it look real, we're going to need you to take a slap. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck this kid. And yeah. makes him get like 42 And times. you'd be like, that's fine. I'll take it. Maybe, yeah. you know, once, twice, maybe three times. Like, surely it doesn't yeah, take yeah. that long to get a, a slap. But yeah, 42 times. So. This is my new deep philosophical debate is how long would I let another actor slap me before I walk <laughs> off the set? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mm. Okay, so we'll lighten it up a bit. And which two characters would you want to take out on a crazy night out? Gustav and Gustav. He's more than <laughs> enough for a crazy night out. Love it. Yep. Although, to be honest, you kind of want Agatha to go along with you because you kind of, you're going to lose Gustav after about five minutes. As soon as he sees an RSA or some sort of elderly community <laughs> walking group, he's gone. <laughs> That's good, but they do have cheap drinks there, so... That's true, that's yeah. true. Mm. Cheap night out. You don't what really about- want to be a third wheel at a man trying to man-whore a woman that's about 40 years a senior, though, do you? Not really. I don't know no. if you guys have ever been in that situation, but I wouldn't recommend doing it 50 or 40 times in your life. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, what about you, Stace? <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with a couple of smaller characters in the movie that we don't see much. I'm going to go with Hinkles. Oh, yeah. And M. Jean, which was... Jason Schwartzman's mm. character. Yeah, that'd because be a fun night. He was, yeah, because he was like, he didn't give a shit about his job really. He told, mm. he let slip some secrets and stuff like that. So, yeah, he was a bit know, of a larker. He yeah. Might, yeah, he'd they, be up they, for anything. Both have great moustaches. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes. For Henkels, I was thinking, you know, he's clearly got the law or some kind of authority on his side. So he Mm. couldn't get himself into too much trouble, you know. He'd Mm. be able to get out of it. Yeah, get you in your places and stuff like that. eh? Love it. So I went with Jeff Goldblum's character. Oh, yeah. I forget what his name is. Deputy Kovacs. Yes, him. He's so great and his glasses are so great. (laughs) And his cat. Yeah. Before his cat gets thrown out the window. Because that's what you want with you on a night out as a cat. Yeah. Especially a splatter cat. No, but, no before, <laughs> I w- before it gets thrown out the window. Yeah, so, true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be a fun night out. Cool. In my opinion. Okay. So which subplot from this film would make an awesome spin-off? Harvey Keitel and his merry band of criminals. <laughs> At one point, they break out of a prison with Gustav. They say goodbye to Gustav. Gustav goes on in his adventures. Harvey Keitel and his characters jump into a regional bus, strangle out the dude that's driving the bus, chuck him in the back, and then drive off. I want to see the adventures of that bus. Do they do the guy's bus route? Do they pick up people and drop them off at other locations? <laughs> mm. Or where do they go? Where do they flee to? <laughs> I want to great. see that movie. Is it like a Wes Anderson-esque Reservoir Dogs type movie. Mm. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm. What about you, Stacey? I want to know more about Dimitri's sisters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so these three... I'd like to know anything about Dimitri's sisters. So, so, so the three kind of very dark hair, dark makeup, all in black, obviously, that mm. morning. Unusual looking women mm. who have been left out of the will almost completely. They get a little bit of leftovers and they don't say a thing in the yeah, entire movie. Thing, yeah. But they just look like they'd have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a silent film. Maybe. I'd like to see a movie about Jeff Goldblum's cat. <laughs> the cat? <laughs> <laughs> okay. In fact, actually, we've seen Wes Anderson make movies about foxes. Mm. And oh, we're yeah. about All to see dogs. a movie yeah. about dogs. Yeah. So uh, it's not impossible that he'll do a movie yes. about cats. It'd Maybe. be quite funny if they did the nine lives of a cat too. Yeah. Because the yeah. cat would be at the pub the next day and be like, oh, what have you been up to? Oh, I had a shitty day yesterday. Well, let me tell you about my day. I got yeah. thrown out of a fucking window <laughs> yeah. and my head exploded. I mean, maybe we've seen the movie. Maybe it is the street cat named Bob. Like oh, maybe yeah, the true, cat flew yeah. out the window, didn't die, and then became a street cat. <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what top ten lists would you put this movie on? I had two. Okay. My first one was Ensemble Cast, like yes. top ten ensemble yep. cast. Oh, that's see, a good one, we see, we see some terrible, we see some yes. amazing ensemble cast then the film is terrible yes over and over yeah exactly whereas this works perfectly the film is brilliant and the cast is brilliant and my other one it was I think this is a unique movie that almost your entire family could go and watch Mm. I'm not entirely sure on the really young kids, but even like kids, teenage parents, grandparents could even watch this movie. You know, like, I don't know. It just seems to bridge all ages. I agree with what you mean. It does like there's some themes in it that are a bit darker, but in saying that a lot of, a lot of it's more suggested rather than showing yeah. us the murders and showing us all this stuff. We just kind of, yeah, lead to believe that's what happens or told. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. rather than witnessing it. Yeah. Mm. I think it's definitely, it could be on top 10 films about hotels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't even think <laughs> of it. The only other one I can think of is Hotel Rwanda. Yeah. The Shining. Oh, The Shining. Like, the, <laughs> Judge yeah. Dredd, or Dredd, sorry, the 2012 remake is of Dredd. Does the Bates Motel sneak in there? Is Psycho, Psycho, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. Actually, <laughs> when you start to think about it, there's some really good yeah. movies about hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Holy shit. There is actually quite a few good hotels. But it would movies. still be mm. in the top ten. It definitely yeah. still would be Home in the Alone top Home Alone 2? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? He stays in the Trump Tower Hotel. Does that make it a good movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the list I would have it on is the list of top 10 films that maybe should have won the Oscar. And I mean, it's not as bad as Saving Private Ryan losing to Shakespeare in Love. And it's Ugh. not Forrest Gump beating uh, Shawshank Redemption in Pulp Fiction. Ugh. But Birdman actually beat the Grand Porter Best Hotel for Best Film. And it also beat Selma, Whiplash, Fear of Everything, Boyhood and American Sniper. So it's quite amazing that Birdman actually won that but year. But that's a hard year. Oh, don't get me wrong. Birdman is a real good film. It's great. But, but it's, I really want to watch this movie again more than I want to watch any of those other ones. That's what I was going to say. Birdman is a film that you watch once. Yeah. You watch it. It is a really good film. Yeah, But it's yeah. not a film you can watch over and over. So that's the top ten list then. It's not about the Oscar. It's about an Oscar that I'd rewatch. Yeah. Happily. Oscar nominee. Yeah, Oscar nominee I'd rewatch more mm. than the Oscar winner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd probably watch any of those nominees over that <laughs> best winner. Yeah, same except Whiplash. for American Sniper. I would never watch Boyhood again. Fuck that movie. Oh, no. <laughs> whoa, whoa, where'd whoa. that come from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So we've come to that question again. What would the porn parody name of this movie be? What you got, Stacey? The Boobs and Breast Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got the Grand Booty Fest Hotel. <laughs> I like big bucks and I cannot lie. <laughs> oh, that's great. I really don't know with this one. Something about a concierge being with an older lady or older ladies. I don't know. The Grand Age Sex Pest Hotel? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or just the Grand Sex Pest because that's what he is, one Grand I mean, Sex Pest. Actually, my, my answer is uh, this movie's too wholesome to to come up with a porn parody for it. Okay, so that brings us to our questions that we each ask of each other. So I'm going to go first, and here's my questions. For the past 20 years, Wes Anderson has cast some amazing actors in his films. Bill Murray has collaborated with him eight times, Owen Wilson, seven, and Jason Schwartzman has been in five films. All three of these actors are in the Grand Budapest Hotel. But who do you think should become part of this crew and see in Wes's films for the next 20 years? We're going for some fresh talent who Wes hasn't cast in a movie yet. An actress whose name I don't know. Maybe you could look it up for me, Sam. In the Netflix series Love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's the there's an Australian flatmate. Her name's Bertie. And she is young, fresh, cute. Claudia Doherty, I think. Yeah, yeah. Claudia Doherty, yeah. All of the elements to fit right into one of mm. his characters, She sounds I like think. she'd get a tick, tick on her CV by Wes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's awesome. She's quirky. So that's the thing. You've got to go with like a almost sort of ethereally weird and quirky actress that's not too mainstream, even if they might have appeared in some mainstream things. And I'm going to go with my favourite actress from last year. She was in uh, the movies The Little Hours, which not a lot of people saw, but it was a weird comedy about nuns um, set in like the 11 or 1200s. She was also in another movie named Ingrid Goes West, which I really enjoyed. Oh, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> 
I love me some Aubrey Plaza. Yay. She was also in the TV show Legion and she was amazing. She had a lot of fun with it and Legion deserves a very special mention because we managed to make five or six episodes through before Stacey looked at me and said, did you just say this is a bit different from the comic books? And I said, yes. And Stacey went, holy fuck, you've convinced me to watch another comic book movie thing again. Yeah, and I didn't watch any more episodes <laughs> after stormed that. out of it. She had a breakdown. <laughs> she thought it was just some TV show about a guy with powers. But yeah, I just love her. I think she's very quirky and weird. And if you're listening, hmm. Hello. Mm. There you go, Wes. We've given you some suggestions <laughs> for your next next films. Yeah. I think the other thing too is Wes Anderson doesn't really have much in the way of muse actresses. He's got a lot of actors, but aside mm. from old T. Swint, I can't think of any. <laughs> yeah, he loves Tilda. What about Kate Blanchett? Is she one of his? Oh, fuck. No, she's been in. Francis no, McDormand Francis Dorman was, was in... in Moonlight, Moonrise Kingdom, sorry. Yeah, but there's not a Kate lot of... Kate was in Life Aquatic though? Yeah, I think she was yeah, in Life he Aquatic. Seems yeah. to, he seems yeah. to not get his female act- actors back as much as his male ones. Yeah, and Gwyneth. Gwyneth fell off the rails mm. after Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. Mm. There's such hope for her then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we know that Wes has had some great people in his films. And in The Grand Porter Pierce, he has an amazing ensemble cast. Which character do you think deserved more screen time? Tilda Swinton. They they killed her off way too soon. She's just so compelling and you just never know what you're watching. Madame D could have come back as a ghost and like whispered in people's ears or something, you know, Mm. there could have been some other element where she could have just Mm. lingered slightly longer. Mm. She's got a weird hypnotic Mm. thing about Mm. her, eh? She's almost like the closest to an alien that a human can come. Her and David Bowie, which is quite interesting because they were friends and she, mm. she played David Bowie in, a, in something once. But um, mm. So this might blow your mind, but she was also in the Amy Schumer movie Trainwreck. No. Yeah. What character no. is she? She is Amy Schumer's boss, the no. magazine editor in Trainwreck. That's not her. Are you sure? I'm sure. Trainwreck, Diana. Are you serious? I'm absolutely wow. serious. She was Amy Schumer's boss in that movie. She's like the magazine editor, but you I've, don't recognise because it's got bleach blonde hair, fake tan, all this Fake stuff. tan. I've watched that movie more than once. I did not realise that was her. Exactly. I just thought it was some English actress. Wow, I'm going to have to watch that again. So strange, eh? So strange. Yeah. What? But she still deserved more screen time. Yeah, anyway. We what can about you, Sam? Bill Murray. Bill yeah. fucking Murray. <laughs> I love me Bill Murray. As, oh God, Woody Harrison's character says in Zombieland, it's Bill fucking Murray, man. Mm. Yeah, he's amazing. Everything he touches for me is gold. Yep, I definitely, yeah, definitely agree with that. So, some of you might know, but Wes Anderson's favourite film is the horror classic Rosemary's Baby. What horror film would you love to see be given the Wes Anderson treatment? Well, we've seen him do good things with a hotel before, and we've already mentioned it on this podcast. It's The Mm. Shining. Yes. Yes, I can just see it, the hallway, the twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would be quite surreal. You could have twin Tilda Swintons. Mm. (laughs) No, you need to have a young girl. Saoirse Ronan could probably still be young enough to fill that role maybe. Pluck some kid out of obscurity like you did with Tony Ravioli and make him the the main actor. And then a grown man going crazy. What better man for that than bloody Bill Murray? Exactly. Tilda Swinton is his wife. That would be great. Yes, so I don't really know many horror films, but – even before you mentioned it, Emma, I was kind of thinking, you know what? I think Wes Anderson could really interesting, fun take on really gory movies. And it could almost come out quite comical. So I'm going to go with Hostel. Holy shit. <laughs> by Wes Anderson. 
Mm. Another hotel movie sort yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Hotel movie. Yeah. Um, very gory, but he could make it bright and colourful and mm. interesting. Holy shit, that terrifies me. So you've got to look this up. It was done by Saturday Night Live a couple of years ago. It's called The Midnight Coterie of Sinister Intruders. It is what they would imagine a Wes Anderson horror to look like. We're going to watch this after, oh, after this wait. podcast. You guys should Absolutely too. Can't yeah. wait. It's a couple cool. of minutes. It's brilliant. It stars Ed Norton as Owen Wilson. <laughs> In fact, that's going to be the yeah. prize this week for Question of the Week. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, it is great. Flux X-Raid, we're going to tag you in that. I don't know if you've seen it before, but it's going straight to you, mate. Well, thank you for answering my questions. I'm now going to throw it over to Sam so Ooh. he can ask me and Stacey a few questions. Cool. So which character from this film do you wish to taught you sexual education at school? This is easy. It's Deputy Kovacs, played by... <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Jeff yes. Goldblum. Oh, those yeah. glasses. Because he's <laughs> humble, yet very clinical and detailed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My answer, I went for Jopling because I what? just... scary? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny. You never want to have sex again, or ever. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny to see him, like, riding in his motorbike and... And having to teach a bunch of teenagers that. I wouldn't want William Defoe teaching me anything. Ever. <laughs> I want him teaching me everything. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So that moves me on to my next question. Uh, what song best describes this film? The song that comes to my head straight away is it just kind of ties in with the start of the film and it's that song, Mrs. Robinson. Oh, yeah, um, Just yeah. when I think of the start of the film and Gustave and Madame D and his liking for pleasuring these old ladies. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's just what came to my mind. Makes a yeah. ton of sense. <laughs> what about you, Ginger Princess? What do you got? Okay, I'm going to play my song. Well, I don't oh, good pick, Stacey. Good pick. Love it. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs Clowns to the left of me Jokers to the right Here I am stuck in the middle with you Makes so much sense. Zero stuck in the middle with Gustav. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So that moves me on to my next question. Which character from this film, and there's a lot of them, has probably killed someone but not told anyone? So, <laughs> who hasn't? Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking, I feel like, like almost. Which character has not killed someone? I feel like almost every character has probably killed someone. And so many of these characters have told people about it. So we know. So I went like a little bit obscure, being a Wes Anderson film as well. Yeah. And I picked Boy with Apple. <laughs> so from the he's, painting. He's not, yeah, from the painting. So he's oh, not, no, that guy, he's, he's a straight hard hitting killer, man. <laughs> not essentially a character but he is a big part of this film and he just if you watch it again just look at his face he's definitely hiding he's hiding a secret he's hiding yeah what are you gonna go Stacey you're gonna go with the masturbating ladies painting (laughs) (laughs) no I was actually gonna go with Jason Schwartzman's character I had his character before oh M. Uh, M. John he he kind of strikes me as a guy that's accidentally run over someone yes but Emma just pointed out he would have told someone so oh, he, yeah. he wouldn't be he able loved to keep chat. it in. <laughs> yeah, he, he loved a chat That's with Jude Law. <laughs> yeah. I think you've skipped past yeah. the obvious answer for you, Stacey. It's the three sisters that don't say anything in the entire film. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah they, they, prob- just they probably killed Agatha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Stacey, your questions. 
Okay, so I mentioned this earlier, but I want to know what your guys' thoughts are. Is this Wes Anderson's Inception? So for the listeners who haven't seen it, the film centres on a young girl reading a book in a cemetery. And then the book then discloses that it's actually the story of Tom Wilkinson, who's recalling the story to a grandchild or something. Who then? Re- but he then recalls the fact that the story came to him when he was Jude Law's age. Jude Law then recalls the fact that it's the story of a guy that he meets who's Zero. Zero then recalls the fact that it's the story from when he was a child, who then recalls <laughs> the story that it's not his story, it's Gustav's story, and it's mm. everything that Gustav's told him. So, yes, this is Wes Anderson's Inception. <laughs> it's a blurry line of surrealism, and you don't really know exactly how accurate the retelling is or anything like that. You've just got to accept the story for what it is, buckle up and go along mm. for the ride. Mm. Absolutely. I agree. It is, like, Essentially, this film is a narrative memoir and you kind of just get, you're just watching it and you're not really realising what it is until right at the end, it's almost like you get pulled out of that tunnel that you've been in (laughs) the whole time. Um, So it's like you do get sucked out right at the end and you're like, oh, wow, wait, (laughs) wait, whose story was I watching? Yeah. 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 And I think being Wes Anderson, he could have gone deeper. What's that? Six layers deep? He could have gone deeper. He could have kept going. (laughs) We could have then seen Gustav as a young man, but then talking about his mentor or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes, I love it. I'm so glad you guys are on the same page as me on that. Okay, so as we just mentioned, Gustav is Zero's mentor. So what's the best lesson that Gustav teaches Zero in the movie? Just because I've grown up a pretty crazy life with several million brushes of the law, it's basically don't tell the police anything. Like at one (laughs) point they come around to arrest him and he says to him, You've been arrested before, yes, when they're rebel uprising. You know the drill. Zip it. So one of my favourite scenes of this film is when they're in the train and the guys grab Zero and Gustav says, take your hands off my lobby boy. (laughs) And I love that he stands up for um, Zero and he stands by him. Like He risks his own reputation. What a cool boss. He stands by his employees. That just for me was when you realise, and maybe that's when Zero realises, he's great. Like, we're on this adventure together. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is beside me. So. He's the sum of all parts, really, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he looks so that, out for everybody yeah. and everyone. Yeah. That's the lesson I love that he teaches Zero. Yeah. yeah that's good. Awesome. Yeah. Well done, guys. Okay, so we see a lot of characters who have interesting take on the rules and what's right and wrong in this movie. So which character do you think deserve to be fired? Oh, definitely John. They've... You know, Jason Schwartzman's character that pointed out he's one of the worst concierges they've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) And he's he's a chatty Cappy. Jean loves to chat. And I I love Jason Schwartzman. His his character is a bit slack. Bit slack in this one. So, yeah, I agree with you, Sam. The The only other one is old Henkels who gives away what is potentially two fugitives quite early on in the piece. They've got a character that's traveling, um, Zero's traveling around illegally on some old documents that looked like they're a bit forged or something like that and Hinkles purely leaves them off because Gustav was nice to him as a, as a child. 
Yeah, that's right. Actually, Agatha uses her job mm. to like um, hide the weapons oh, yes, yes. in yes. the treats and sends them into prison. So essentially, she should probably be fired, but she's so lovely. So. No, yeah. Also that, she's letting him zero at night for late night plowing yes. sessions and letting him lead her astray. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Gustav is plowing everybody in the building. Uh, let's, yeah. go, let's go for it. Wait, so who, who doesn't deserve to yeah, be fired? doesn't deserve to be fired. <laughs> I think Bill Murray. Boy yeah. with apple? <laughs> yeah, apple. <laughs> Masturbating lesbians. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was, probably doesn't deserve to be fired as well. That's about he didn't deserve to die either. Yeah. Didn't deserve to die. His cat yeah. didn't deserve to die. No. <laughs> what about Serge? What do you guys reckon about him? Because they seem to think he is the culprit for letting him in to steal, letting Gustav in to steal the painting originally. Yeah. And he kind of disappears for a lot of the movie. Do you he think does, it yeah. was his fault or what? We did. He helped him. He helped him steal the painting. Yeah, so he does deserve <laughs> to be fired then in that case. Okay, so my final question is, which character deserves to be hired? <laughs> zero. What, zero characters or zero the character? Zero the character. <laughs> cool. Okay, so we've just got one more question to end our question round. How could this movie end half an hour earlier? Uh, I reckon it could have ended at the point where Harvey Keitel and all those guys escape. They could have taken zero and good stuff with them, mm -hmm. and that would have been the end. Mm. Yes, it could have been. It would have been a little bit unsatisfying, though. Would have made for a would, different story, yeah. the retelling. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember those things that you'd do when you're younger and you, you would write a sentence and fold it down, the next person had to write it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. yeah. If That's that, what this is like. Imagine yeah. if that happened like in the film world and Wes Anderson <laughs> got, like, got to go to that part and then it handed it over to, to some other director. Oh, yeah. So then aliens came down. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? How do you reckon this could have ended or been wrapped up a little bit quicker? It would have been so easy for them to have a massive crash on their snow sledding expedition. <laughs> and that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Gustav could have died then and then the story would have been like, and he died, took out yeah. the Jopling yeah. and that was the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I could go better than half an hour earlier and go an hour and 15 minutes earlier. Um, we know that Wes Anderson like makes amazing short films. Bottle Rocket, The Hotel Chevalier. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. He could have made The Grand Portobest Hotel as a short film and just condensed it way down, maybe just around <laughs> Gustave and Madame, Madame D. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my first job yeah. was as a lobby boy. I met this guy who was a massive pest who used to hook up with old women. She left him all her money and then he left it to me at the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very yeah. short film. <laughs> cool. Just make sure someone runs away at one point for no reason and that there's someone yes, wearing a uniform. Course. And what else do we love in Wes Anderson film? We love Symmetry. We have some obscure music yeah. by some like obscure musical instrument, but we can all jam that into 15 minutes. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Moustaches. Yeah, yep, moustaches. 72 Hollywood cameos. Yeah, Bill, Box Owen and Jason. Ratios for the camera. Yes, yeah. Like long pans as it follows the action yep. of a character. Beautiful yep. colour. Smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Food. <laughs> I'm just putting that in there. It's probably not a Wes Anderson thing. <laughs> Food. <laughs> Well, you're really hungry, eh? <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, so I'm going to take back over the podcast. What we do is we do a trivia round at the end of every podcast. It's a bit of a see what you guys remember from the film, see how well you do. Because, Emma, I reckon you're at a massive advantage here being the big Wes Anderson buff, but you're going to fight off against Stacey, who, well, she's remembering Mendel's from the <laughs> movie, so who knows? She might do all right. That was actually going to be one of my questions. Thank you, Stacey. Okay, guys. How many Oscars did this film win? Two. Three. Uh, Emma, you're closest. It's four. Oh. 
Okay. How many hours per day did Tilda Swinton... Five. Ah. <laughs> Emma's read the trivia. <laughs> Finish the question. What was oh, sorry. It? Spend in makeup in order oh, to look like an 84 year hours. Do you know what I find so amazing as well is Tilda Swinton isn't, how do I put this nicely? She isn't a young woman, but she's just so, like she's just got the most amazing skin. So they did have to age her incredibly over, you know, another actress that might be of her age. Mm. It might not be so much, but um, yeah, they did an amazing job. Apparently, he got the best to do her makeup. Yeah, it shows. Eh? Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Okay, next question. What month did this come out in 2014? August. <laughs> I'm actually stumped. I'm going to say November. Stacey, your <sighs> closest is a trick question. It was this month, April. Congratulations, guys. Uh, okay. What fictional republic is the set in? Oh, it's it starts with Z, and I think it's the name of a vodka, but I can't think what it's called. Braukar or something. Yes, yeah. Emma, you got it. Okay, so obviously it's set in a fictional country, but where did they film most of Germany? The- yes, Stacey, Yay. congratulations. Oh, okay. so now we're at two apiece. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, this is amazing. Here we go. It comes down to the Final question. This could be my first ever chance at being in contention. Yeah, even. yeah. So <laughs> on the trivia round. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with closest to how much did this gross worldwide? 75 million. Now, I know it's his highest grossing film. Uh, 400 million? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Stacey, you are closest. What do you say? Yay. 75 million. Stacey, you are closest. You are 100 million off, but you are still <laughs> the closest. <laughs> Emma, you are 225 million off. Mm. Oh. It was 175 okay. million. Stacey won. Stacey Yay. beat a Wiz Anderson fan to win the <laughs> trivia round. This is like me losing a Marvel round to Stacey. This it's is not. phenomenal. No. It is not like Sam losing a Marvel <laughs> no, no, round actually, to Stacey. No, it's not. Yeah. It really isn't. That's, that's a bit of bullshit. <laughs> so wrap us up, Emma. Cool. Okay, so thank you, dear listeners, for tuning into this podcast. Thank you to Sam and Stacey from Movie Reviews and 20 Hughes for not only inviting me back for another podcast also let me take the lead on this one being a Wes Anderson fan so thank you guys for that uh so much fun please have me back again do all the things that they ask you to do with this podcast yes I'll go through them okay Sam's gonna take over from now (laughs) thank you for having me oh it's been amazing Emma you've done a really good job it's it's a tough (laughs) ask to never host a podcast before and then get it thrown at you about 10 seconds before we start so, yeah, you've done an awesome, Emma. And um, it's always fun to have more chicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely love I the always, female voice. Yes, I always yeah. love coming back. Please keep inviting me back. Oh, Listeners keep listening to us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, Stacey, I'll let you do the – where can they find us, Stacey? We are on Twitter yes. at Movie Reviews In. Yes. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Movie Reviews In 20 Qs. Yep. And you can email us – your questions or comments or feedback or anything you like at a film that you'd like to see us do. yes at m-r-i-t-q-s yep at gmail.com yep so that's cool yeah that's where you can find us otherwise thanks from me thanks guys see ya thanks bye this man is a ruthless adventurer and a con artist who preys on mentally feeble sick old ladies and he probably fucks them too How's that supposed to make me feel? And now it's time for every arm I cut out of this week's podcast. Enjoy.
um Uh, 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 um, 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 um,